1: Stansfield, good turn away from
0: Tron, goal!
1: Hello and welcome to the Glover's Cast, the only podcast that's award-winning and dedicated to Town Football Club, who are table-topping, unbeaten at home, seven points clear, going into Christmas. Here's Dave. I've got my laptop plugged in, you'll be pleased to hear.
0: We're all very pleased to hear that. Yeah. And here's Ben. Get out of your system, Ben. Um, well, it's not its not so much that I'm going to call you out for the fact that that was a second take. I'm just making sure you don't want to redo a third take because we're not seven points Claire. I've no idea <laughs> who's
2: this Claire and why are we seven points from that? <laughs> that That's just how they pronounce it in Ilchester.
0: I think i think you did it better on the first run, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Well, but, you know. We'll carry on as we are, I think, then.
2: Okay. We were, ben and I were listening to it going, oh, 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 oh.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Oh.
2: More on that later. How are we doing?
1: Yeah, more on that. I think that might be the that might be it for that one. Yeah. Um how are we?
2: Doing okay. I've uh, spent the day scrubbing an oven. So that is the kind of excitement that my Sunday throws up. Nice. My hand is yeah, like a God. claw.
1: I ventured north to Froome to oh, a Christmas farm. He did. Um, we can yeah, confirm kind of he's got
2: the... cotton wool stuffed up his nose to block the nosebleeds.
0: <laughs> and Ben sat looking very festive in a Christmas jumper. Yeah. Do have a Christmas jumper on, put it on specially for the podcast. I wasn't wearing it earlier. Thought I should make an effort. Yeah. Good.
2: I didn't realize I didn't
0: know it was we a, Christmas do a Christmas jumper. I'd like to think they have it at some point in their time. No, I there's an opportunity you know, there. There is. I, I mean, one. yo ho ho writes itself, doesn't it? Oh.
2: There you go, <laughs> oh, Robinson. If you're listening, Ben, I'll take ten percent.
0: Fifteen.
1: Okay, fifteen. Right. Fifteen. Wow. So we return to Hewish Park. Welcomed Hampton and Richmond. I don't think they're borough anymore. I think just Hampton and Richmond. Oh, is um. Him? Yeah. Uh. Welcome them, and. It was quite a good game of football, I thought. Um, Played out a nil-nil, but hardly the uh, the stalemate a nil-nil suggests enough. There was enough going on for it to be a bit exciting. Not that you perhaps gleaned that from the (laughs) post-match social media reaction. So, uh, did did either of you listen in? I know Dave, you were preoccupied yesterday.
2: I was preoccupied for the first half. I did listen to all of the second half um, and then obviously watched the extended highlights, not the uh, I haven't watched the um, Beaver's TV or whatever it's called um, yet, but I, I will look forward to doing so later.
1: Sounds like Ben's OnlyFans fans channel.
2: <laughs> oh dear, I've just been sick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I didn't listen. No, I didn't listen. I was busy working. I was busy saying words rather than listening to them. You Where were you? In? Where was I I was at Hewitt's Park, Dave. Yeah.
2: Where whereabouts precisely at Hewish Park? Did you have a seat location. In the press
1: in in the press box.
2: You're in the press box. But you weren't on the radio because I because no, I heard other
1: voices on the radio. You did, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you a petition <laughs> free free the Glover's cast one or something like that or
1: No, no no petition required. Oh, okay. All right. Just uh, we'll mix up we'll in communication. Oh,
2: okay. All right. all right. Good job you don't work in communications. That's all I'll say. Mm.
0: Mm. <laughs> right. Move on. Should we talk about the football rather than... Yeah. Was it bit, Was it a bit drab? Was it a bit of a nil-nil? How much of a nil-nil was it? I mean, it should have been a three-nil in the
1: first half. Like I, I think yeah, the game should have been over, and it's that familiar story of spurning chances. But then in the second half, we made a couple of sort of efforts. There's the Fisher one and Nubler's a header, and wherever he gets put through. But Hampton were very good. You can see why they've gone on such a run since we beat them at their place. They yeah good defensively they sort of you know they came with a tactic just to sort of sit in and try and catch us on the break in the first half and then in the second half when they brought a the big lad Bloomfield on they had a bit more to aim for and sort of as the game wore on I think their, their chances were all like sort of ones from distance there wasn't anything that was really sort of um last ditch defending from us and having to really get in. Joe Joe Day wasn't really at full stretch for any of the saves, I'd say, but they certainly had... He probably had warmer hands come the end of it than
0: Hampton's goalkeeper. Debois. Very, very exotic name for a goalkeeper at this level. Debois.
2: From... The, uh, the the lineup obviously, Jay Fulston getting his debut was probably the headline. Was there anything else in in the lineup that surprised you particularly? Having seen a you last game, you'd have seen was the Bath game, wouldn't it? Was there anything um, you Obviously,
1: not really, not really surprised me. I think New Blade coming back in for cops, I think, was sort of a given. Um, it Mark Cooper before the match said how Alex Whittle still you know he's got a bit he's got a calf strain, and the fact that we've got Jay Faulston now means don't have to rush him back. Um, so he can he can sort of come in and a bit better. We've got the mad Christmas run, haven't we? So presumably we'll all we'll get a few minutes, but nothing really surprised me about the starting lineup. I think it was kind of similar to the start of the season. Um with Frank, you know, out wide, um Murph and Young up there as well. Mm.
0: Uh, and... But no real surprises. Four three three. Yeah. That's what that's kind of what we've been calling for, what you've been calling for, certainly. I think I like four three three. Did it did it not quite click though? No, I I didn't think it
1: clicked. Um I mean we made we made chances. And obviously, the the Murphy one early on, it's us getting the ball wide, getting in good crossing positions. And it's reminiscent of the one at Chippenham where he sort of swivels and puts it straight at the keeper um, and plenty of others where I, I think it's a good save from the goalie, but we're putting it so close to him that he can make the save rather than just smacking it in the roof of the net or something like that um then he has the other one after that that he shanks wide and i think that's a really good chance as well that you'd think uh, earlier on He's in the hit. season i think he yeah earlier on in the season i think he puts those away and then the new one which is a good ball through from sunny blue and i don't, I don't know it's it's one of those just wrapping his foot around it it's going to nestle in the bottom corner you think that's it and Yeah, it goes wide. It was quite
2: a tight angle from the highlights, Nublai. I don't know whether it was just the way the camera was.
1: I don't think it wasn't that tight of an angle. No, I think, yeah. I think he'll think he should have scored that. I think everyone else thought he should have scored it. Um, But it it wasn't that it didn't click. I think more in the second half, it was frustrating, but that might have been because of how you know the game had worn on and you're getting a bit frustrated that Hampton are coming back into it and really sort of we're not able to break break them down and i mean worthy Worthington was sort of on the right he had quite a free role really in, throughout the game but in the second half he was definitely more on the left hand side um and it was almost like a 442 really i i thought um when we had the ball
0: with worthy on the left. Um but I hang mean, on wait was, sorry <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying Worthy on the left. Cooper yeah. Limberton Nubly right y- Young on the right. Young on the right and then Nubler and Murphy is two.
1: Yeah but then Fisher comes on for Fisher comes on for Murphy mm-hmm. as well. So then you've got Fisher and Frank up top as well. It was almost it was like a four three three without the ball. And then a four four two four four two with it. Worthy was sort of yeah, getting a lot of space in wide areas, but I I don't think that's Matt Worthington's
0: that, that wheelhouse, be my really. And, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think that was I don't know, I, I put it in my conclusions, but we started playing well with a like a four two three one rather than a four three three with a midfield pair and sort of Frank was in behind Murphy. And I think we're just missing. We're kind of cramming in so many centre midfielders now. And I'm not, I, I don't know. I just feel like we've played better with two in midfield than three. And now we're, we're, I don't know. It was just a bit, there were points in the game where it was just, a bit slow, a bit sideways. And it was that sort of how it was at the start of the season where we were sort of patient and trying to spread the play. But, you know, Hampton are are a good side and it didn't work in the same way that it had in those early games. So I I could feel the frustration at
0: sort of how it was going. Um, Yeah. Did we give Hampton and Richmond too much respect
1: I don't, th- I don't think so. Like, like you know, like we said, we should have scored three in the first half. I don't think it was, I don't think it was about respect as such. But they just, they set up really well. And in that second half, it was almost like they're like, come on, try and try and do something. And we didn't have that, we didn't have that speed, or we didn't have that moment of magic that you know normally we we can rely on Jordan Young to produce something. But obviously, you can't
0: get him to do it every week. And George if Stevens it doesn't come off, Jordan <laughs> Stevens did it in the reverse fixture, didn't he? Similar yeah. kind of story, nil nil, not quite stalemate, but like it needed something to break the ice. And a yeah. top in Towitza did that for us.
1: Yeah. And it, we just, we just didn't have that player who could really sort of make something And nothing, it didn't feel like. And, you know, I think Sonny Worthy and, Charlie Cooper, you know, that's three ridiculous centre midfielders, but they're all quite similar in what they do. Worthy's more of a runner, I'd say. But Sonny and Charlie are both safe in possession, safe on the ball. Charlie does a bit more of the dirty work that the others don't necessarily do. But going forward, none of them are sort of your like wizards who are going to pick something from nothing. But at the same time, with the players that are missing at the moment, Without Stevens. Um, I don't know if Dawes is fully fit or not. He only came on in the like, sort of last couple of minutes. It was a game that was crying out for a bit of pace. And I was going to say, when wide.
2: you mentioned pace, that, that pace was sat on the bench, wasn't it, Will Dawes? He's probably not a wizard and somebody who's going to um, necessarily create something out of nothing, but he's, he's, he's got the pace to do something different, hasn't he? Were you surprised yeah, he been I mean, on the bench for so long?
1: I was, yeah. Yeah. I thought he'd have come on sooner. And it's just as well, it's even if it's that like psychological thing as well, that it's that lift that he gives. He's a bit of a fan favorite as well. And when he gets running with the ball, you know, you hear the seats start going, people start standing up, and there's sort of just that energy that he brings to the crowd as well as on the pitch. And I think just like psychologically, when you think, oh, We've got this nippy lad to contend with for the last ten minutes, rather than the last two in stoppage time. I think there was a there was a place for him, but you know it is just the for all the depth we talk about having at the top end of the pitch. At the moment, we feel a little bit light or a bit samey, maybe. Do You know same-y what I mean in terms of, of word, yeah. like you know what you get from Reese Murphy and. I don't know there's no one in there who to me at the moment who's like absolute rapid who's gonna just scare defenders so much Murph is he's quick but he's that you know if if the defenders touch tight to him, you know they can probably defend him quite easily. He needs to work hard to find that space in the box um
0: yeah was it was it missing Ollie Thomas well, he wasn't there. <laughs> no, but you know, you know what I mean by that, like yeah, that yeah. type of player. Um, he came on. Who did he come on against? And scored. Was it Truro? Yes. Came on with uh, ten, fifteen minutes to go. Yeah, yeah
1: always, and then we scored did, yeah. a late,
0: late winner after it, didn't we? One all. Yeah, one all. Yeah, is it is it missing that type of player, or is it missing a cost, a number ten, someone to pick the ball up and dictate from the front,
2: like Jordan Young.
0: I, I do I think I'm it's thinking more centrally. <laughs> Jordan McGuire. <really. laughs> well, maybe. I
1: don't I know. I think it's I don't know. I mean, you could sit here and list a million players that yeah. we're missing, but I think it's I don't want to say brave, because I think they're all they're, none of these players, you know, none of these players aren't brave, but it's that ball carrier who'll decide to skin a few and open up space for the, the mm. team. Um I feel like I'm describing Gavin Williams again. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It is just that yeah. someone who's in between like Jordan McGuire drew technically superb has to
0: carry a ball 40 yards, is he?
1: No, no. It, and can, you know, find a pass, but is very much sort of like I just think he's more a sort of intricate one touch. He's not going to beat a couple of players and then do something. He needs space around him. He goes into pockets of space and makes things happen.
0: Um, yeah, it is. Jordan but that Stevens, said, we're...
2: Jordan Stevens sounds like the most obvious player in our squad that that description would fit. Although he is yeah. more pace than he is trickery, I would say.
1: Yeah, and I think the way that we got the most out of him so far this season was when we were sort of playing the ball around nicely and then all of a sudden Michael Smith would come inside, there'd be a load of space outside and they'd find him and he'd be on his bike or it's where defences have committed and there's space in behind and we find the pass to play him through but the way Hampton set up, there wasn't that many of those sort of
0: opportunities how did they set up? Were they matching us four through three, or did they go five at the back? They were like a four one four one. Um Seymour is the one at or,
1: the top. Uh, Yeah. Or or no, it was a four, four, one, one. And that so Jake Gray was behind Seymour. Okay. And then the two would kind of it was quite fluid. I mean, they there were points in the first half where they sort of broke through They... uh Played through the lines. Mm. And um yeah, I think Jake Gray had a shot early doors and then they had another shot early in the second half as well. Um yeah, they they just it was they took a couple of risks going forward, and I think in the second half it was all sort of get it wide, work it round, get it back, work it round again. And yeah, it was very reminiscent of uh the start of the season but at the same time we are seven points clear we were playing a team that are unbeaten in is that, 13 now? Um, 14 I think yeah, September. in the league and
0: yeah, I mean where we had they, our chances as well. Where do, where do they rank in terms of teams you've seen at Keywich Park? Are they the best team that's come?
1: It's hard to say, they weren't particularly sort of fluid I wouldn't have said died quite. I thought Braintree were very good. Um, I thought Eastbourne Borough were one of the better teams we played as well at Hewish Park when we played them. Um, But they were just, they, what they played like the team, sort of like Truro played or like a couple of the others that we played at the start of the season, except they didn't get tired. Going back to your point
2: about the player that we were missing, can I name a couple of names and see if the, if that if that player fits the bill that you're talking about? Jordan Thomas okay. at Bath. Yeah. Does he?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, that, he, he sounds like right. that
2: kind of player, pacey, tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Seymour at Hampton and Richmond.
1: Uh, he had an okay game. I think you'd need to see a bit more of I him. I didn't
2: ask you how I played Ian. I asked you whether he's okay. the kind of player that fit the description. <laughs> Answer the question. Um,
1: probably not, because he's a bit fox in the box, and we had that with Murph. Okay.
2: Diego Armando Maradona.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Apart from the fact that he's definitely dead. Mi- <laughs>
1: definitely missing that.
2: Right. Okay. Right. So it's either Maradona or Jordan Thomas, as you've got a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mark Cooper did say after the game, I think that uh, bringing in players in forward positions was a priority of his. Am I right? He did. He did say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. He said he needs to get uh, some out. Needs to get a couple out to balance the books. I think to be able to bring more in. Um, he talked about Jay Falston in the, before the game and said how oh, he's been on their radar for a little while, but financially it wasn't. Ever possible, really, but now Taunton have got their issues. It was, I thought he did really well. Didn't sort of, didn't set the world alight, but did nothing. You know, nothing wrong. Looked like he'd been a part of things for quite a while. Um, He's bigger than I remember as well. He's quite, he's a, he's a big lad, tall.
2: If Alex Whittle were fit. If Alex Whittle were fit next weekend or this coming weekend, would you would you replace him for uh put him in for Jay Folkston?
1: Um, probably. Mm-hmm. I think Whittle's been Whittle's been really good. Yeah. He's had a brilliant season, you know, and it's just unfortunate. Unfortunate that he got injured when he did, but now we've got um, we we wanted a backup left back, but now we've got two very good left backs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. who are both gonna be sort of um chasing each other up, I'd have thought, for that that position. Um yeah, like, no, I, I you know, we talked about him quite a while ago after I I saw him play against us at Taunton. I think that was when Darren Sart was the manager. Yeah, I
2: think he, it was when Sattle was in charge. Did he, he score a worldie as well, but there was went viral. He
1: scored quite a few free kicks and yeah one's from distance. um, Yeah. um, But he was, yeah, he, he's, yeah. And, and he's only 23 as well. Like he, it's like, he's obviously fallen out of, um, I think it was at Newport County, wasn't he? And he fell out of full-time football and then settled at Taunton, but, but kind of bit like we talked about in the week, a, a player who's been down below and has had to fight against manly men in, rough leagues and is going back up rather than a player who's
0: played on carpets for seasons. I think I can see a, a future where they both play Falston in front of Whittle, possibly. If you if we were going to go 4-4-2 and you say you got Worthington out on the left, well, that's not natural, but I see no problem if Falston's going to be one to get forward. Whittle at left-back, Falston in front of him. It's not yeah. perfect, but I think there's probably room in ways of getting both in. I think I'm right in saying on when um, Callum's little deep dive um, blog that he did, he said that Falston can do a middle of a three at the back. So I don't think it's an that's... either or situation by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. I think it could be a way of, there could be ways of getting both in.
1: Yeah. I don't want to see a back three though,
0: Ben. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's fine. <laughs> One
2: other thing that Mark Cooper said um and I can't remember whether it was to you or whether it was on the official one, but he was saying that the um, forward players should be apologizing to the rest of the team, or words to that effect, <laughs> for, 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 for for what they for not um, converting the chances that have been created. Did you think that was um, that was a bit harsh?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I think <laughs> goals win games, don't they? And I think defensively. While Joe Day had saves to make at no point were we really stretched like the defense was as you know as comfortable and solid as it's been for most of the season um we had control of the ball for the majority of the game as well it felt like we were very in control, but it um what's the phrase he's using at the moment tea to green isn't he like we're we're good tea to green, but <laughs> once we get on the green, we can't put it in um. Yeah, so it needs a bit of spark, needs something, and I and I think you know he's, I think most supporters think the same right now is that needs something a little bit more at the top of the pitch, and we we talked about it, we talked about Kevin Gall signing and Adam Stansfield signing in years gone by where we've had to freshen things up. Paddy Madden, when did he join us? Was that
2: like October time, wasn't
1: it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask whether or not we've missed our quick out the block starts. At the start of the season, it was one of our overriding features in that run was we score early and we score late. And I feel like on the last couple of games, we've heard afterwards going, "Well, we should have been three in the left inside twenty minutes. We should have been three in the left. We should have been four in the left. Games should have been out of bed, outside, out of bed, put to bed, or outside." Your choice. I don't mind which. Um, do you want to
1: re-record that, Ben?
0: No, it's fine. No, I, I, okay. I, I don't. I don't do redos. Um, I don't do, do. I don't do redos. And I was just wondering whether or not you felt like we need to get our we need to get our arrogance back. You know what I mean by that? Like we were going into games, yeah, knowing we were going to be one nil up inside fifteen twenty minutes. We just knew. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. In the um, it's one of the FA Cup games. Gateshead, maybe we got a, we they scored no goal really really early against Weymouth. Bang straight in, eight minutes done sorted. Um, and it just made a difference. It just calms everybody, and you go South End, two minutes one. And I just think we need to get that. That arrogance back, that good arrogance. If I can borrow Brian's gun, this is a um, tweet from a while ago. He's got that good arrogance. Um, That's what I want to see us have back. That good arrogance of just walking on the pitch going, we know we're going to beat you. Just got to get it done now. We're going to come out here and we're going to get it done. Because that's what I want to... I'm reading about a drab first half, missing opportunities early doors. And I'm thinking, that's not the team that went on 14 matches in a row winning. The team that won 14 matches in a row was arrogant. And see,
2: I would say at Dartford in the first half, we were that. And we did score early-ish, in as much as um Brees Murphy scored from the penalty spot, didn't he? But um but we definitely came out and went for them from the um from the get-go at Dartford. And I think Mark Cooper described it as the best football we've played this season, I think he said, um, in that in that first half. So I think we are capable of doing that. It's yeah. just we're not taking the chances. Um, I don't know. Again, Mark Cooper said after after Saturday that if um, you know if they scored every chance they had, they wouldn't be playing for us, which is absolutely true. Um, but there comes a time where I think he said something similar after after Dartford. Um, we had all these chances and we didn't put them away, but ultimately, <laughs> so. Saying that
1: two weeks in a row. No. I, I, would, I, I would say though, on that run, like the run spoiled us. Um <laughs> it was 14 wins in a row. But other than Stoneham and yeah, other than Stoneham, we didn't smash anyone. No. They were all tight games, you know. Western Super was three-two, Eastbourne Borough was three-two, Hampton and Richmond was two-one. Um, Worthing
2: was 2-1 and that was in the last minute.
1: Like, well, Avery was three Avely was 3-1 and that was a that was the performance where it was like, We're gonna smash a team here, and that like, didn't quite play out in the second half. Um, you know, South End 2-0, that was backs to the wall, like we scored early, and then they had loads of the ball. Yeah, Worthing 2-1, Weymouth was 2-0, and was it both set pieces? I think it was set pieces, wasn't it?
0: Um but it was those yeah. moments that killed the game. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely up for that. Torquay would have been absolutely up for it. And then they get the sucker punch of this arrogant, Yoval team going, told you. Told you we were going to get score early. Told you we were going to beat you. And that just knocked scores out. If Murph scores after eight
1: minutes, then it's... That's what it is, again. But it's just, yeah, it's those... It's Again, it's those fine margins of mm. not scoring that goal. And then that that perception of the feeling. I'd say only, I mean, Gate said we were phenomenal. That was 3-2 because mm. it was close because they pulled a couple of bats. But Torquay was probably Torquay and Farnborough, the two games where it was sort of, we really went, like, Torquay, we went into them knowing that that was one that felt like we we're going to go and absolutely do them here on, in their own place. Um, yeah. And, you know, Dover, we scored two late goals, didn't we? Cox, two late goals. Um, Yeah, it's it's not necessarily been the swaggiest of football all season. <laughs> um, And I do think it's been more of a, yeah, I, I just think, like Mark Cooper says, no game of football is easy. And none of those games were easy, but we were on the right side of sticking the ball in the net. But two points think... dropped or one point gained? I'd say two dropped because we're at home and we want to win every game at home. Yeah.
0: Ben, um, individually it's two dropped, but if you just take a step back and look at some of the other, you know, the aspects of it, that's four points against a team that will probably finish, certainly in the playoffs, um, maybe even be looking at second or third and thinking they can get that home. Semi-final, um, it's the unbeaten run. It's a point that looks great if you go and put nine together now with Eastbourne, Taunton, Taunton, 10 points from them four, you take I'm it all day say put nine
2: past Eastbourne. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't
0: it? I mean, the brackets they, are, out. they are struggling. They conceded 41, so let's not completely roll it out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's individually it's two dropped in the context of the wider goal of what we're trying to achieve and how we're going about it. I think we'll look back on it as a point game
1: See is that the fact that it was our first game at home for a few weeks as well, yeah. and it's like, oh, it will be nice to see some goals and then we're not seeing anything, so it's that like you know the expectation, the hope that kills you, and, yeah. but you know this time last year we were wherever in the league, and like we couldn't score at any point in any game, and it was just a total nightmare. So, yeah, a <laughs> bit of perspective. Yeah. What
2: yeah. was the atmosphere like?
1: Yeah, a bit quiet, a bit flat.
2: In line with the the, the the performance, or...?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I can't put my finger on why though you know, we had, you know, there was the live music beforehand, the usual sort of what's got everyone excited beforehand Um, yeah, I don't know can't put a finger on on why or for what reason, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't feel like, uh, it didn't feel like a particularly positive it's a bit like you said the other day Ben, how if we don't score early our supporters are going to get frustrated and that was how it happened. And then in the second half, when you start getting backward, sideways passes, people start getting a bit, get it forward. Get forward um, and it gets a bit like that.
0: Um, and it's like we said, there's it. no, it's, yeah, really no can't. divine
1: That's right to, no divine right to just go and smash a team and you've got to work hard to play it. I think it's just that perception of no one or people not taking the risks or not showing that urgency to get it forward is where people get a bit angsty.
2: On this date, last season, the 17th of December, as we record this, we drew nil-nil with Dorking in the FA Trophy and then went out on penalties. So, oh, that was
1: Jordan Maguire Drew's debut. Yeah,
2: and then
0: he um, happy anniversary, Jordan.
2: Mm, there you go. <laughs> and then he uh, and we uh, drew one all at uh, uh talkie on on Boxing Day, and then beat them on Tuesday with the little Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: there
0: you yes. go,
2: Hampton then. And as seb uh, tweeted afterwards football was the winner would you agree with
1: that
2: <laughs> all he means is uh, that he, he, he got he got you something don't have to pick promotion. sides yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: yeah. uh, it, I thought it was it, I thought it was an entertaining game of football I think as the second half wore on and Hampton had a few more shots and made a bit more happen um it sort of felt like a point was an all right all right result but yeah on the balance of the 90 minutes we should have scored Three, maybe four. Fisher gets his toe on one. That's a goal. Yeah, I think the worthy chance was difficult. Bouncing ball, bit awkward. Keeper coming out to kill him. Bit of
0: a tough one. I think, um, the ball, for the um, the ball through for the Alex Fisher one is absolutely sublime from Matty Worthington. By the way, yeah, that is thread the needle. That bad boy loved it very nice outside of the boot and we're but still now, seven Arama. points clear seven points clear talking of... up to
1: second they're they
0: flying aren't they they are flying yeah as really by the time, time we play at some point by the time they we play again they've got a midweek game they play Taunt in midweek and tuesday there's a couple of catch up games from somewhere or moved games so they play midweek they they could be four behind us Hmm. Mm-hmm. Other teams, Maidstone got a wallop in. Yes. Absolute yeah. wallop in. Avery lost again. They're starting to fall, starting to drop away. Um, Bath slipped up again. Nil nil for them. They haven't won in five or six now, I think. So the gap's still there. Feels quite nice to crazy, be the yeah. Crazy league. We're going to be top at Christmas. Yeah. Christmas morning, we're going to wake up and Yeovil Town will be top of the league.
1: Did I see a stat
0: about that? Oh, no. First
1: time in 21 years. 21 years? Since we've been top at Christmas, I think. I'm sure Never. someone someone tweeted or Facebooked us that yeah, at no. some point in the last 24 hours. Hang on a minute. Or did they WhatsApp it to us in the WhatsApp? It might, have been, it what might it? have been Ollie. Know, yeah. Wasn't it Ollie?
0: Was it Ollie? Yeah, could have been Ollie. I think that it guarantees us top of the table at Christmas, which will be the first time that's happened in 21 years. Ollie Marsh. There you go. Found it. What a guy. That's a good stat, that.
1: Stat straight from Craven Cottage there, from Ollie Marsh. Oh, Happy days. Should we do some questions? Yes. Yeah. I Let think us. there's quite a few. Let's. Have you got Twitter or have you got Facebook there? I've got Twitter. Might even have Facebook as well. Uh,
2: um, uh, uh. I'm looking at comments about Mark Cooper's for the post comments.
1: Uh, I'll start on Twitter while we're here. Yeah, uh, Martin Lee, evening. 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 Uh, mince pies, Mark, out of seven. And where do you get yours from? Zero. Nowhere to be seen. Get rid. Not, yeah,
2: not a mince pie fan.
1: Zero. That's a uh, <laughs> 100% Zero score there for mince pies on the Glover's cast. I uh, uh, I want
0: them to be proper mince, like mince beef. Yeah, if that was mince beef in there, I'd be all over it. But you're in, um, in it, a bite in it it's pastry like, cup, cup. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. It's better than what it, it would be better than what it currently is now.
2: Well, it is, yeah. But uh, I mean, you could put it, just make it a meat pie, can't you?
0: that's
1: what Ben wants he yeah. just wants some hey, want pie, a meat like. pie that's what he wants really isn't it <laughs> it's kind of what I was getting at yeah. a okay. pork pie Katie um, really likes mince pies and rates the ones from Morrisons for those who are listening who do like Ooh. mince pies the Morrisons ones are the best ones she would say yeah. Um. okay uh, Tom Tom Bailey Glover's cast and Three Valley Radios Tom Bailey uh, evening. Now we're basically halfway through the season. What has been our highest point and our lowest point in your opinions so far in all competitions? And do you have a favourite goal so far? I've got John Bon Jovi's uh, halfway there in my head. Okay. Wow. Would you like to sing it and get it out? Oh, Dave's already, Dave's <laughs> already gone.
0: already
1: <laughs> is very different it, things, perfectly.
0: by the way, if you're asking me to sing it and get it out. So... Um... <laughs> No, I will do neither of those things. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um
2: Highest point, I would say the farmer game when we made it fourteen record-breaking wins in a row. Um, that would be the highest point. Lowest point would be the four-win defeat of Welling.
0: Oh, over Hadden. Um,
2: mm, yeah, <laughs> maybe I tried <laughs> to forget about happened. but um, but yeah, I think uh, Welling was a far more of a beating. Than, than, than haven't was. Um, and I would say my favourite or best goal, I'd have to pick one that I saw, which would be Jordan Stevens's, uh goal at um, Hampton. But there's there has been some good goals this season, so that would have some competition, I'm sure.
1: My low point is going to be the Hemel-Hempstead game. And all of the shenanigans and everything that went on after that game. And it was just real for the start of the season. It was just like, I like if everyone looks back now and <laughs> if they were able to realize that we were going to be seven points clear top of the league at Christmas and that they're kicking off, that we <laughs> shaking the net throwing vapes at the goalkeeper and just hurling all sorts of abuse. After 90 minutes of football, you know, probably give themselves a bit of a wobble. Um, I think the fact that those other games, <laughs> the fact that Welling, we were still top of the league and haven't, yeah, haven't was probably a low point, but I just thought that was a real sort of come on, just one game. <laughs> um, and high point, I'd agree with Farnborough and goals. Jordan Young at Weston. Yeah. I liked that one.
2: Nice. He hit the post. Hit the inside of the post. That's what makes yeah. it good, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the four days as a highlight between the 24th and the 28th. The record broken. The Braintree Pink Day. That was the peak of feeling good about the football club, wasn't it? For those four days. Two wins. Loads of people there. Everyone having a great time. Two 2-0 wins. Perfect. Um,
2: and it took four days to listen to your uh, podcast. that you did Oh
0: wow, wow! Show. Um, <laughs> low point just because he doesn't redo it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, just goes with it.
0: Nice. Um, low point. Oh, the other day when Josh Norton got released, still not over it. Um, and goal. Can I have Nubley against Eastbourne, the lobby savage? Oh yeah,
2: that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's yours then. Okay. It's all yours. Thanks. All yours. Uh, almost
1: a pro pilot. Uh, uh, would you rather have Jay Falston or Whittle at left back? Feel like we've done this one. Well, I have. What about you guys?
2: I'd have Whittle, but um, based on Whittle. never seeing Jay Falston play, um, and
0: <laughs> Alex Whittle had
2: a very good start of the season.
0: I'll have Whittle uh, Falston in front, please. Falston in front.
1: Uh, d-d-dum, d-d-dum, d-d-dum. he also asks, or they, because we don't know who you are, Mr. Pro, oh, Mister Propan, Almost. Do we, <laughs> really? do we think Hyde is going to be one going out the door next?
2: So, um, there is a question on Facebook as well from Tim Hubble saying, who do you think might get moved on, in inverted comments, to quote Mark Cooper yesterday as he looks to strengthen us? Um, I'd be very surprised if he's Jake Hyde. Yeah,
0: Hyde's not going
1: anywhere. Um, See, I wouldn't be surprised,
2: wouldn't
1: you? He's only getting minutes off the bench, and I know we've only just signed him, and he's absolutely like he's shown what he can do coming off the bench. But does he want to be a bench player? Like, it's one that it wouldn't shock me. I don't think it will happen, but it wouldn't shock me if someone from league above is like, oh, we we need someone who knows the level, hashtag, and can come up and and do something and it wouldn't surprise me if we were like, there you go. And you can have Jordan Mcguire as well if you want him.
0: Jake Hyde would only come from the player side, I think, because I I, 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 I don't think that would happen. I think he would battle for his place and, unless someone did come in and say, "Well, take him off your hands and here's a fee. Um, I think we'd rather take our chances on keeping him. And if he has to go in the summer for nothing, then so be it. Um, Mm. I don't think he'll be, I don't, I don't think he'll be one. Jordan Maguire drew is probably one. I just don't know where he fits in this system. I don't know where he plays in this. I have no doubt in my mind that there is a heck of a player there and we've seen it. And, he's done it at a higher level than this pretty recently with Grimsby and Orient I want to say Um, there's no doubt in my mind if there's a team out there that can fit him in their system well and build a team around him yeah uh, absolutely I think he's probably one that will be allowed to go the elephant in the proverbial um injury room is still Scott Pollock he would if someone really- was to come in yeah. for him
2: He's not going to move on, though, is he? Well, that's he, something that he would want to do.
0: He He's—I I don't think he's going to walk out, no. And rip his contract up. And obviously, I don't think the club would want to pay him up in full. I reckon if we were to take a wild stab in the dark, he's probably closer to one end of the pay scale than the other, and it's not the other. Um, I just—there will be teams that are interested in players of that quality. And whilst I don't think we'd want a fee for him, you can have him just take the contract over. Um, it That that for me needs to be sorted out. It does. Um, it's now getting to a point where that's the first time we've heard we've got to move people out to balance the books. We've got to make sure the finances are right. Perfectly fine thing to say. Not got a problem with us being financially responsible. It makes a lovely change. But when you've got someone like Scott Pollock who's earning a wage for doing the square root of nothing and hasn't even turned up and clearly doesn't want to be there and we don't want him there there comes a point where you have to go how do we make this work how do we free this cash up
2: a name that I was quite surprised to see mentioned um in where other people have answered this question or two names that surprised me were Frank Newblay and Jordan Stevens.
1: yeah I, New- I'm I'm surprised by both of them being named as well. Yeah. Like, Frank, I don't know, I, if you look at um the uh, article Jonathan Hooper did for us the other day, the Glovers blog, the stats blog, Frank's had lots of involvements, goal involvements, and I think I know he's he's a player who is in and out of games. Um, So I think people kind of, I don't know, I think he brings so much to the team. Yeah and yeah. he's one of those strikers who is different from the other strikers that we have and there's no one quite like him.
0: Um, and he's a he's a leader and a, and a standard setter in training and, and things and like that. I he absolutely it. has to stay. I no chance. Absolutely no chance unless someone comes in with a silly offer.
2: Jordan Stevens I think people I, are, I think people are only say that about because of his injury record. Yeah. Which, which if, I he, if he wasn't
1: yeah. If he wasn't injured right now, then I think he'd be playing and we'd all be like, oh God, they're going to sign Jordan Stevens. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, because he's injured at the moment, I think that means he's probably not what he's going to move on. He just needs to get himself fit and keep himself fit. And he's obviously a huge asset when he's fit.
0: I think, I think there are probably a question to ask about Linton. Um yeah. The game at the weekend, our game against Eastbourne, feels like a point where we'll learn maybe about that. Because if he is obviously told he can't play against us, which is expected for Taunton twice, what do we do after that? Is he no longer part of our plans? Can he go to Taunton per- permanently? Can he go somewhere else permanently? Is he going to come back and be part of it? Great. If Taunton is struggling to pay wages, we'll have him back and we'll use him ourselves. Or... He ends up getting permission to play for Taunton, which would be a massive shock. And that then writing's on the wall, then isn't it? But I think we can ask that question about him as a genuine first-teamer out on loan. Um, I was going to ask the question about ours. Hasn't kicked a ball in a long time. And I wondered if there was a loan deal for him. I wouldn't go selling him or releasing him or do anything like that. No chance. But I wonder if, and ironically, Taunton came to mind. After these two games, Taunton came in and gone, we're really struggling here. Can we take twenty percent of hours' wages and have him with us, please, for a couple of months?
1: What would we say? I don't think Taunton are in a position to take any percentage
0: of any wages at the moment. Okay. Um, Different example. I then. want. I want hours in the team. I do. I like the guy. I like the guy, but he's not. He's not playing football. He's not match fit. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. I know. We have got four good midfielders, mm. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I and I like. I think I've really enjoyed. I've enjoyed the games where ours has played, <laughs> and I miss him dearly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Agree. I think we. Who do you take out? <laughs> well, <pretty luckily>. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. That's
1: that's the thing. Then you start the whole Cooper debate. Don't think you you can't leave out Captain. Can't leave out Skip. We play better with a pair. So for, for me, it's should be Worthington and Hours in midfield. That's just, that's why, that's what I've enjoyed this season and games. Um, Yeah, that's, that's where my head would be. But
0: if a short-term loan became available? It depends
1: where it is. I I mean, if it's, if it's Taunton, then fine, because he can still train with us. But if it's, Hmm. I don't know, somewhere else where he can't train with us every week and, I'd rather have him around. Yeah, absolutely fair. Yeah,
2: I think there's a question. There's something about Joshua, isn't
1: it? I think way. the other the other name that I've keep seeing come up is Alex Fisher as well. Mm. And uh, Mister Pro Pilot says, "Where does Fisher fit in with all we've got going on?"
0: Fitting up front. Mm. I like I like Fish. I think he offers something. I Think he offers something a bit different. I think there's a place for Fisher and Murphy together as a two. Would you rather have Hyde or Fisher? It's a very good question. I'd rather have Hyde.
2: I'd rather have Hyde. It's a. It is an. It is quite a balancing act, though, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. Hyde's injuries Fisher doesn't have, but um Fisher doesn't have Hyde's goal scoring, and if. Yeah, if you're not playing games, you can't score goals. But if you are playing games and not scoring goals, that's not great either, is it? So I would say I would say hide out the out of the two of them. If I, had I think I one
1: think one. the the question of getting players out and balancing books, you've got yeah you've got more money being spent at the top end of the pitch. I would imagine with the likes of Murphy, Fisher, Hyde, Nublai, Pollock, mm-hmm. Jordan McGuire, <laughs> Jordan Stevens, like. Because do yeah. you pay people to score goals, right? it's mm-hmm.
0: a good question. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah.
2: Okay. Any more good questions?
0: Any more rubbish questions? Uh, we don't. We
1: don't. We <laughs> we don't <laughs> discriminate here. <laughs> there's a. There's a question from Stevie YTFC. Is there a reason the stadium lights are now being left on inside the Bamford Stand during the match? It makes it much harder to see the game against the floodlights. They were on on the Screwfix side as well. Um, so you know how they used to turn the lights off in the stands yeah yeah, they're leaving the lights on at the moment rather than turning them on 5 minutes from time
2: there you go, I'm sure someone from the club is listening and if they are
0: that's not going to do the energy bills any good is it
2: when their music's over
0: yeah, save the energy bills put the energy bills, cut them give Coops a couple of extra quid
1: well it might be like one of those things where it's actually more expensive to Turn oh. them off, turn them on.
0: Mm, maybe.
1: I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, I r- always remember watching the games and everyone gives a little, woo, when the lights get turned off. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a difference, though. It really does. Yeah, yeah. It does. Um, yeah. Uh, We've got a question from the YTFC Heritage Society. Um, with the ongoing work and development of the chairman's office slash high-end special guest suite, Ooh, no, no, no. I've made provision for three paintings depicting iconic moments players and staff from Petters United to present day what paintings think you this
2: is a question from Martin Hallier, which has been yeah. posed on the Facebook page of YTFC Heritage Society Mike West from Heritage Society has sent it to us for a question for us to ask
0: Ooh, so. yes
2: so this is, these so are what, the words are doing? of
0: Mr. Hallier. Well, the one that jumps to mind is the picture of um, Alex Stock at a board table, pre-Sunderland. I think he's probably got his kit on. Might be writing a team sheet out or something. Mm-hmm. So. What's the matter with you? he Just yeah. got his kit on. His <laughs> well, kit that's on. He, he's a player yeah. manager. Yeah. He was ready. Yeah. Ready to whoop some Sunderland ass. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That one jumps to mind. That's a boardroomy image because it was like an official boardroom thing.
2: Um, I would put, and not just because of his excellent surname, uh, a picture of Neil Coates sliding in a winner away at Hereford in a game that saved the club. Plug, listen. Justice, to you, just,
1: you. justice for Howard Forrington.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they, did, they didn't have. Do you know me, what?
1: <laughs> Do you know what I really like? There's a picture. It's after we won the Division Three. Um, it's a, one of the cider Space pictures that Badger took of um, everyone celebrating in front of the full Thatcher's stand, and all the players and staff all sort of looking towards it. Maybe we can we can share it tomorrow because I've got it here.
0: That's what I think. That's just the background on my Mac. legitimately the background on my map.
1: No, I just think that's a really nice one of, yeah, like ev- literally everyone in the ground is clapping their hands. You've got all the players there. It's just a nice sort of yeah. I like that. Well, and Then anything with Terry's giving in. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a few options there. Uh, Yeah. few options and then we've got a couple more here, uh, Sunlit Uplands. I was rather disappointed with the muted response that Warren Patmore got at half time. I thought he got he got, a, got a round of applause. I think there's a generation of supporters, and I count myself amongst them. Who, <laughs> I mean, I mean, pretty much every season since Warren Patmore left us, people have said, "Oh, we could do a Warren Patmore in this team."
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> But an increasing number uh, of people have then gone, Who's Warren
1: Parkmore?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that was part of it. There's probably a lot of people who at the he don't know who Warren Parkmore is. Um, I know, and he follows down. up
1: with he, he is a true YTFC living legend and deserved better. I mean, we all know he's a legend. Um, anyway, did you nab him for a glover's past? We're working on it, yeah, Nick We've Crittenden slid into the DMs and said, do you want Warren Patmore to come on? And I said, yes, please, 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 please. Um, that would be amazing. So <laughs> the dialogue is open. I didn't realize Nick Crittenden was Warren Patmore's agent, but there we are. Man of many and, talents.
2: And he is apparently Ben Seymour's uncle,
1: Warren Patmore. Oof. So he well, we can tell him all about playing for Yeovil, can't we? There it? you go. There you go. Uh, and then I don't know if you've got any more, Dave, but I was going to finish on this one. here, yeah. Okay, you go. With, I was going to finish on this one, so you go with what one. Do you um, there?
2: So, Ryan Croucher, would this team beat the team from this time last year? Yes, comprehensively, I would say
0: seven or eight nil. Yeah,
2: it would definitely be nil, <laughs> <laughs> and nil would definitely be involved. Um, yeah, so okay. Um, and then Benjamin Mahoney says a couple for Ben Hello, shirt number connoisseur. This is what you've become now, mate. Shirt my, I can think of a
1: different word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep it clean.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> the Hampton and Richard goalkeeper was number 19, but wore shorts with number one on. No. Does this discrepancy have to be declared beforehand? And if and if it's not declared, are there repercussions?
0: <laughs> so it's a bookable offence, um, first things first. Um, I, I, I have another one, and I'm not sure if the other Ben has noted this from the Dartford game. They had two different sets of fonts on the back of their shirts. There was a there was a Ben's where...
2: help for Ben's own sake. I hope
0: he didn't notice that. Honestly, uh, there was a point where I was in either in HP source or in the highlights behind the goal. Free kick comes in, and the two centre backs have got two different fonts of numbers on the back of their shirts. I was fuming. <laughs> um, it is Ed it is...
2: fuming about fonts. Uh, absolutely.
0: Um, I think it must just be a Ben thing.
2: Yeah, I think it's a Ben thing.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to keep it running. Uh, yeah, that didn't. That, that that does annoy me. I didn't know. I didn't know that about the goalkeeper short number. Um, and now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So, oh, thanks,
2: Ben. Ben's crying now. Ben, thanks, yeah. Ben. Um, and it's there is a second one. Okay, he says thoughts on a 33 in the squad at left back as it's my favourite number. I'm loving it.
0: So, first things first, it's worth noting that that was Scott Pollock's number last year. So, I know Scott Pollock wasn't given the number, but he ain't getting that one again. Um, Secondly, I thought about this because I thought long and hard about what number Falston might take. And I think 33 was probably high up on the list of his potential numbers to take. He couldn't take 23 because Michael Smith had that. 3-3, he wears 3 for Taunton. 33, obviously we've got a three. We've got a we don't have um I, I I thought the other one we could have taken was twelve. But I will allow thirty-three, but I think it's probably worth some rejigging in the summer.
2: And that okay. is it from BCB.
1: Okay, and then Dexter Tyson. If Father Christmas could give the presence of a defender a midfielder, and a forward who have played for Yeovil from the last 10 seasons to help with our promotion, who would it be and why?
2: Last 10 seasons?
0: So 14 onwards. It's a great question, by the way.
2: 14 onwards. Yeah.
0: Because there's a yeah, lot of good in that forwards. forwards. <laughs> yeah.
1: <Okay. laughs> Trying try to think. The last ten, if, you, if you've not what? been paying attention, the last 10 years have not been very good.
2: I was going to say, my uh, my mind went to Francois Zocco, and then I went. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> midfielder, can we have Liam Walsh?
2: Okay. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's a brave midfielder who'd. Yeah. He's a wizard.
0: He's a yeah. wizard. Yeah. Travels
1: yeah
0: with no the ball a la uh, Barnet 4 3. Do a bit of that. Oh.
2: To, to, to that very um, point, what about someone like Harry Cornick?
0: Same, same kind
2: of time, and as much run, as, with ball. run with the ball, with ball, and <laughs> exactly he's up, the same
0: uh, amount of time. He scored the goal.
2: A forward player, yeah, exactly. But a defender.
0: I, t- I know who I want for a defender, but if I say it again, people will accuse me of being snarky about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: be a defender that would get into this team.
1: There are. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, who Wilco. Wilco? Be injured most of the time, money. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. It does yeah, tell tricky at
1: the back because we've not been very good defensively for quite a yeah, long time. It might up until... it, it might be
0: Collins or Wilkinson. It might be. Yeah.
2: What do we need? Do we, do, do, do we think we need someone that's got, like, leadership kind of qualities?
0: Not necessarily. We could do with a bit of pace in there, couldn't we, yeah, really? Need
2: someone with pace, don't we?
0: Romeo Hutton? Yes, that might be it. No, 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 no not over Michael Smith, no. we
2: never had a cool. pacey defender
0: at the back, have we? Pacey central defenders? Just positionally aware. Gabby Osho. reunite
1: Osho and Williams at the heart of defence.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. either him or Omar, isn't it? I think. Yeah.
0: No, it's not Omar. <laughs> um, I'll have Gabby Osho because I'm not allowed to say Josh Thornton again. Um,
2: you just did.
0: I know. That's why I said it. Um,
2: so you did say Pacey as well. and uh, Walsh, Many things Josh Thornton is. I'm not sure Pacey is one of
0: them. Osho, Walsh. When was Hedges?
2: Mm. He was more of a wide player, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I wasn't a massive fan. Why? He was great, and then he left us because a bigger team were like, oh, he's quite good, we'll take mm. him in
0: League One. That's probably fair. Courtney uh, yeah. Courtney Duffus. not sure about
2: him. Yeah. I'd, have, I'd have Harry Cornick over him. <laughs> you turned down Harry Cornick?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That's all the questions. Did you guys see who uh, Marcus Stewart was rubbing shoulders with at the weekend? Ed one Sheeran. Ed Sheeran at uh, Ipswich Town. Against Fair to play. Large. Yeah, yeah. But, it was the hottest ticket in town, wasn't it? That game. It El Tractico. <laughs> El Tractico. Right, one more, one more. Then it's Christmas.
0: So this yeah. is our last. This is our last Sunday one, isn't it? of the year. Yes. We're only going to go Thursdays to Thursdays because of inconvenient things like Christmas and New Year getting in the way. Yes, not sure Christmas Eve is a podcastable
1: night. No, Not sure New Year's Eve is either a podcastable night. So,
2: Hang on a minute. So you two are telling me that you can't work Christmas Eve?
0: Quite the contrary. I am working Christmas Eve.
2: Working Christmas Eve? Ben, have you got something to tell us? Do I hear sleigh bells ringing? Can you can you confirm or deny that you are Santa Claus?
0: I I could possibly not comment, I'm afraid, on such rumors. Okay. He's got, he's got elven features, hasn't he? <laughs> he
2: has got what? elven
0: features, yeah. Well, right, I think it's a jumper.
2: I think it's a jumper. I can imagine you, yeah. Up in the up in the north pole, like whittling something. Not Alex whittling, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on that bombshell. We'll be back on Thursday.
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Scott slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's fended by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh!
1: Stansfield, good turn away from
0: John, goal!